Good afternoon. This is Jennifer Scheich with Ask Aces, and we just finished a great chat on diets versus lifestyle change in 2018. What really works? The New Year's resolutions to lose weight, eat healthier, and hit the gym are in full swing now, but how long will they really last? What can be done to create a healthier lifestyle that can continue all year and beyond? We're so excited that today we have three experts from the University of Illinois here with us to discuss diets and lifestyle change in 2018. I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do here on campus and um, the background that they bring to this chat today. So to start off with, we have Dr. Nicholas Bird. Could you tell us a little bit about your research here on University of Illinois campus? Yes, hi. Um, my area of research expertise is nutrition, exercise, and substrate metabolism. Um, in addition to doing research, I also teach classes related to bioenergetics, the scientific basis of physical performance, as well as um, nutrition for performance. And we also have Beth Peralta. Hi, my name is Beth Peralta. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist in Illinois, and I also work for University of Illinois Extension as the media communications specialist for our Illinois Nutrition Education programs. And we have Justine Carduck. Hi, my name is Justine Carduck. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I'm the director of the dietetics program, the undergrad didactic program in dietetics. Um, I also teach classes on nutrition in the life cycle, communication and nutrition, and professional issues for dietetics students. I also advise students, and I'm an alum of the Division of Nutritional Sciences. Well, welcome to you all, and thanks for joining us today. I guess to get things started, um, it seems like there are just so many diets out there. Every time I open up one of my social media feeds, I just get blasted by diet after diet and the pressure that I should be on a diet this time of the year. And I'm just curious, what diet is the best one for weight loss? Justine? So there really is no one best diet for weight loss. There are many approaches, and it really depends on the individual. However, we do know some things from the National Weight Control Registry. This is a large registry of over 10,000 individuals that have lost more than 40 pounds and have kept it off for more than a year. And what they found is that self-monitoring is really important, so tracking your food intake, whether that's by old-fashioned pen and paper or by using an app or an online program can be very insightful and help you better control your portion sizes and how many calories you eat. Um, regular weighing, so we know that weighing yourself on a regular basis, whether that be once a week or once a day, can be beneficial for controlling your weight. And also, of course, uh, getting regular physical activity or, or beginning an exercise program. Yeah, which, which goes along with the, the concept we are seeing in research, dealing with a concept we refer to as high-quality weight loss. So this is utilizing an approach that strives to hang on to skeletal muscle mass while maximizing fat mass loss. And generally, this is achieved through um, some type of manipulation of exercise training, whether it's resistance or endurance, um, and higher dietary protein intakes. So what are some of the reasons that diets fail? Why are lifestyle changes so hard to maintain? Beth? Well, when we're thinking about diets, uh, to some people that interpret, you know, means a short-term change. So someone might go on something for 21 days or 30 days, when in reality, um, for actual weight loss that's going to be maintained over time, you need to find lifestyle changes that you're, you're willing to be working on long-term. So change it, I think one of the reasons that many diets can fail is um, people may choose things to change or they might be following a particular diet that's written out or someone else has found success with, when in reality it might not be 
changes that are really going to work for their lifestyle. Well, we had a lot of questions on the chat today about um, exercise strategies and so forth. And so, Nick, could you share with us what are some of the myths about eating around exercise and weight loss? For example, do you really need to take a protein shake when you work out? Sure. So, you know, when, when we're thinking about the uh, nutritional needs um, in relation to exercise in particular, a lot of times we've got to consider the individual. For instance, um, sometimes when a person goes to exercise, prone to GI distress, so these are the type of individuals that you would not necessarily recommend eating too close to exercise. So more or less a light meal, approximately one to two hours prior to exercise to make sure they don't got a lot of substrate sitting around their, their stomachs, which could lead to, you know, GI dysfunction. So, you know, eating before exercise can work in terms of uh, the muscle remodeling response that you get throughout recovery. But generally, due to those GI concerns, we, we like to focus on the post-exercise recovery window, whether you're an endurance or a resistance athlete in terms of protein nutrition. What we find um, is that the so-called window of opportunity, if you will, for muscle mass remodeling, repair, etc., is a little more prolonged um, in nature than what's commonly put forth. Sometimes within the, the lay public, you might hear of a very narrow window of zero to 30 minutes after exercise that you need to, to eat uh, protein, in particular, a protein supplement. Our literature or our data actually has shown that this window of anabolic opportunity for protein ingestion is quite prolonged. Um, just so you eat within zero to three hours after the resistance exercise bout or endurance exercise bout, you're still going to gain benefit from from that protein. So what does this mean? Well, that means you, you can go home and eat a, a protein-dense meal, you know, actual foods, as opposed to ingesting uh, protein supplements, which are commonly recommended. Not, that's not to say protein supplements don't work. They do, um, but they're just not required. In fact, um, the beauty of resistance exercise in particular, we know that this can make your muscle quite sensitive to substrate for a prolonged period of time. So we've actually seen this window of anabolic opportunity persist for at least 24 hours after a single bout of exercise. So again, highlighting the value of making sure that you're eating adequate protein throughout uh, a prolonged recovery window to maximize an adaptation. What goal-setting strategies are recommended for making changes to diet or exercise? Justine? Yes, so there are some things that actually do really help, and I mentioned one earlier about tracking your food intake. We know that when you track it, you own it, and that can help reduce your overall intake. I also would recommend um, eating on a regular basis, which I think Dr. Bird mentioned as well when he was speaking. So we usually say trying to eat every three to five hours to keep your metabolism up, to keep you well-fueled, energized, um, and to help avoid overeating at the next time you eat. So if you're eating on a regular basis, you're less likely to binge or overconsume. I would also recommend if you are trying to achieve weight loss that to realize that to really strive for not losing more than two pounds a week. We generally say 0.5 to two pounds a week is a healthy rate of weight loss. Anything beyond that is going to lead to loss of muscle mass and is going to be unsustainable. Beth, do you have any other suggestions? When we're thinking about um, setting goals uh, when we're looking at making changes to diet or exercise, you know, as we said earlier, trying to um, look at changes that you really feel could be something that you consistently do. 
on the long term, um, or if it's a particularly difficult change that you're trying to focus on, perhaps focusing on one change at a time. Because I, I often find when um, people are trying to make too many changes at one time while also living their regular lives, it, it can be particularly unsustainable. It seems like most of the diets that you hear about are really expensive. Um, And so sometimes I think weight loss can be kind of overwhelming to people because they feel like there's a lot of money that's going to be involved to get the achieved results. Do you guys have any recommendations for how people can develop a healthy lifestyle without breaking their budget? Well, definitely the um, diet industry is a very, um, you know, prosperous industry. There's a lot of money to be made when you think about all the different books and supplements and um, different equipment that um, people are encouraged to buy um, for their home. However, it can definitely be done on a budget. There's definitely healthy food options available at the grocery stores um, that can be purchase at a cheaper price. And for example, right now with January, so some of your fresh produce items might be more expensive, but you can always get, you know, high quality nutrients from frozen vegetables as an example. You can also follow the sales ad when you're looking at planning your meals to help stick to your budget. Uh, And then when you're taking... Thinking in terms of physical activity, um, there's also ways to do that on a budget too. You don't necessarily have to go and um, buy expensive equipment or join um, a gym that might be more than your budget can allow. So one of the other questions that came up today in the chat um, was around the idea of sugar. And one of our um, followers talked about how sugar is always told to her to be a horrible thing, but she's curious, you know, does sugar play a role at all in a healthy lifestyle? And any tips on sugar consumption? Justine? Yeah, so sugar is not a horrible thing. However, we do differentiate between added sugar versus naturally occurring sugar. So the 2015-2020 dietary guidelines recommend less than 10% of your total calorie intake come from added sugars. Added sugars can be found in things like sugar-sweetened beverages, sweets, desserts, even things such as chicken nuggets can have added sugar. So it's, it's important to be aware of the added sugars in the foods, and also one big thing that I would work on with many clients in the past is is beverages and how much sugar they're getting, whether it be from, you know, sports beverages, whether it be from soda or juice, um, thinking about, you know, large portion sizes and how that is contributing to their total caloric intake. However, naturally occurring sugars that occur in many plant-based foods Um, do not contribute to the added sugars. And so we really say more is better when it comes to fruits and vegetables. So one of the opportunities and advantages of being on the University of Illinois campus is it seems like we have a lot of great resources to help encourage healthy lifestyles. And could you guys share, I know you each had some different ideas for the Twitter chat today, but could you share some of the opportunities that you have run into on campus to help people uh, maintain a healthy lifestyle? I will start from an extension standpoint, and so these would be items that are available on the web as an online resource or in various counties throughout the state of Illinois. You can find some different nutrition-focused websites, um, particularly the one that I work with. It's called Eat, Move, Save, and it, the short link is go.illinois.edu backslash eat, move, save. Um, so with, with Eat, Move, Save, um, we've got a lot of different tips um, for Illinois families when it comes to um, 
not only what they eat and their physical activity, but also um, saving money. And we also have a lot of different recipes available on there that people can access, and all the nutrition facts are available on those. Around the state of Illinois, we do have various nutrition and wellness educators, too, in, in some different counties. So you can go to University of Illinois Extension's website and search in your area to see about any upcoming classes or events or to ask them a question. Yeah, as far as campus goes for healthy eating and diet resources, for students, we have McKinley Health Center. So students are able to meet with registered dietitians and fitness or exercise experts for free as part of their student health service fee. Students can also meet with registered dietitians through the University of Illinois dining halls. And there's also opportunities to get more physical activity through getting a campus recreation membership, that's for both students and employees of the University of Illinois, as well as walking at the armory or, or running there. Yes, to piggyback off the physical activity opportunities on campus, I'm actually the acting current chair of the Exercises Medicine on Campus Committee. And what Exercises Medicine is, it's a joint effort between the American College of Sports Medicine um, and the American Medical Association. And what we do is link members of um, not only in campus but the medical communities together to try to work together to promote physical activity uh, on campus to try to get physicians to recommend physical activity um, to their patients as well as identify resources on campus where they can recommend patients to go to. So we actually have a, a website, uh, Exercises Medicine on Campus. You can find it off of uh, the Recreational Facilities website and we, we, hold, we have a calendar which basically list all, all, all sorts of activities currently occurring. You can join, and generally we strive to put physical activity opportunities that are free in nature, so it won't cost you any money. Thank you. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, last question. I wanted to just ask Justine, just because of your involvement um, with the Department of Food Science and Human Nutrition, you know, it's, it's really fun to listen to all of you speak and to see how your careers have led you down these different paths and what you're doing with your, your degrees. But if I'm a student... Um, who's looking at coming to the University of Illinois. Could you share with us a little bit about the career opportunities that are available um, through your department and some of the things that they might be able to explore as a student here? Sure. So I'll sp first speak about dietetics because I coordinate that undergraduate program. So students interested in becoming registered dietitian nutritionists can apply to dietetics and to become a registered dietitian, it requires a bachelor's degree in dietetics, a, a year-long internship, which I equate to med school for dietitians. It's a year-long clinical and community practicum, and then a, a, a national board exam to become a registered dietitian. And we have um, the, both the undergraduate and the dietetic internship program here at the University of Illinois, and I'd be happy to speak to any prospective students that are interested in learning more about becoming a registered dietitian and, and what career opportunities there are available in dietetics. We also have the human nutrition major. This major is for students that don't necessarily want to become registered dietitians, but also but really still want to stay in the health field. So maybe they want to become physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, pharmacists, um, really anything in the allied health field. Um, they can take the pre-health track, which is what you need to take in whatever, if you're applying to medical school or PA school, etc., as well as take some really fascinating nutrition classes. So we believe that nutrition is the first medicine, I think, 
Hippocrates said that. Um, so we think that, you know, if we can better prepare our future health professionals to encourage more healthy lifestyle, eating better, that would reduce, you know, chronic de- disease, you know, overall. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedules to visit with us on Ask ACES today. Uh, we're looking forward to our next chat um, in February. We're going to talk about um, dogs. We're going to visit with some people from the Department of Animal Science and discuss um, dog breeds, and we're looking forward to that as well. Have a great afternoon.